Support for this podcast comes from Marguerite Casey Foundation. They believe in leaders who shift the balance of power in their communities toward working people and families and have a vision to build a truly representative economy. Shifting power, powering freedom. Learn more about the foundation at www.caseygrants.org. I'm Bob Boylan with All Songs Considered. We have a new song from Mitski. It's called Geyser. It's the lead-off song to her new album, which we're announcing today. It's called Be the Cowboy. Like her 2016 album, Your Best American Girl, Mitski shares musical credits with Patrick Hyland on this record. I've seen Mitski perform many times, and the intensity can be alarming. At her Tiny Desk concert, she screamed madly into the pickup coils of her electric guitar. It was scary and beautiful, at the same time. I spoke to Mitski about this new song, Geyser, and the album, and I started off our conversation by playing the song in its entirety as she listened to it on the other end of the line. I've seen you a lot, and now I've heard the song a handful of times, and, and every time I do uh, see you, and, and now that I hear the song, I keep thinking of music as truly a catharsis for you, or at least it's an attempt to be a catharsis for you. Is, would that be true? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how... I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, fun, it's funny because... You know, music is something I do. It's part of who I am. It's just, it. I don't really think about why I do it. So it's always 
confounding when I'm confronted with these questions. Like, it's a catharsis for you. Like, yeah, okay. yes, it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, I, I guess in many ways, like some people write songs because they want to tell somebody something and pass something along. And some people do just because you just have to. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost, almost not a choice. And maybe you can hear that in my music. I don't know. I think sometimes I listen to other artists' music, and I can tell which of those artists definitely don't have any other options in their life, and which artists kind of could do something else for a living. You know, and it it has nothing to do with how good you are as a musician. There are great musicians who are also like great visual artists, but there's a sort of desperation, I think, in my music. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is some people are really good craftspeople at their music mm-hmm. and i admire that but the thing that attracts me is less about craft and more about the visceral the thing is i love craft uh-huh. i d- i love you know one of my favorite pieces of of work is rite of spring by stravinsky and that that piece is basically all craft but i don't think I mean, I have never talked to Stravinsky, I haven't read a biography, but I don't think that he wrote it to enjoy the craft of writing. I think that's what it comes down to. Some people, like I went to music school and I met some great musicians who just really get off on the music theory and really make music because they enjoy the mathematics of it or just kind of the puzzle of it. And as much as I enjoy that, that's not the reason I make music. So when you go to sit down and make music, is it composed or is it, it just come out? I think it's both. Yeah. I think my going to music school and learning the craft has helped the music come out. Because otherwise, if I didn't have all the tools in my toolbox to make music, if I didn't learn about music theory, if I didn't learn how to play an instrument, you know, if I didn't think about song form and yada yada, then I would just have this vague abstract idea in me that was just, I don't know, spinning around in me that I might not be able to express. So I think it's both for me. It's this like chaotic element in me, this primordial kind of creativeness in me, but I'm using all the tools in my toolbox as a craftsperson to bring that out. Mm-hmm. And and at the beginning of the song, there's this tension. You want to talk about, like, who's on this and what is it? I can't tell if it's, you know, a synth or if it's an organ or if it's a number of different things. This song, actually, it's similar to my last album, Puberty 2. It was just me and the producer, Patrick Highland mm-hmm. in a studio kind of trading off on keyboards, on guitars, on bass. Patrick definitely did the drums, but other than that, I don't even remember who did what. I think <laughs> I think we both kind of played a part and then decided who was better at playing it and then recorded the better player. And so I tend to be the better pianist or keyboardist. He tends to be the better guitarist. But yes, that beginning part was, I think, a mix of real synths and I think there's MIDI in there, too. I don't remember at this point. Mm-hmm. MIDI meaning there are other sounds that the keyboards are making besides uh, the obvious? Right, right. Just It's not like a physical organ. Right. It's just a computer program. Yeah, yeah. This song, at first, I when I heard it, I thought, oh, this song about uh, somebody else and blah, blah, blah. But then it came to me that it felt like this song was really about your own passions and 
your own desires and maybe even what you deny yourself. Do you, maybe you don't even like talking about this kind of stuff. Just wondered about it. I think this is one of my vaguest songs. Usually my songs have a narrative of some sort, but this song is all feeling. I hesitate to say what it's about just because once people find out what it's about, they might find it unromantic, but I'm just going to say it because it's you, Bob Boylan. <laughs> I wrote it about music or just, you know, maybe like a music career or an ability to make music. I think, you know, as a musician, you have to keep sacrificing other things in your life sacrificing relationships, sacrificing other opportunities, maybe even your physical or mental health in order to do it because it's not an easy thing to do and it's not it's not a job that people need you to do like being a doctor or a plumber. And you really have to give up a lot of things to do it, I think. And so I just I wrote it over a long period of time thinking about all the things I give up for it. But I gladly give it up because I love it so much and I can't imagine doing anything else. In the middle bridge part, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it a bridge, you know, I say, I'm a geyser, feel it bubbling from below, hear it call, hear it call, hear it call to me. Mm. And hear the harmony only when it's harming me, it's not real enough. And I'm just kind of in that part trying to talk about how sometimes pursuing this isn't even good for me and I, there's something in me that needs to come out and it's not being fed by this career in music or this uh, act of creating music but then I go back to thinking but it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter if it's good for me I will be whatever it needs me to be I will do whatever it needs me to do in order f for me to continue to be able to make music and so, yeah, it's not really about a person, which might disappoint listeners because it's so much more romantic if it was about a person. But it is about just like following an idea, regardless of whether it's actually good for you. What you just expressed is what draws me to your music. And it's that have to thing that and whatever it is that's feeding you and you feeding that music comes across as a listener. I, I also think that even though you say to me and then obviously to other people what this is about, I don't think that happens when we listen to music. I don't think we remember that when we listen to music. It, it becomes a part of what we need at the moment. And so if someone's listening or I'm listening to this song and I am in a, a thoughtful state of mind about a relationship or something that song becomes part of what that is all about and even though Mitski might have told me that no this song is about her and music it really becomes personal so well yeah. good i mean the, the the i think you know this song like i said before i keep it vaguer than with other songs that i have narratives for but the good thing about that for me is that after I've written in and I listen back to it, I find new meaning in it for myself even, because I feel like it applies. It applies to just relationships too, just with people. I will be what you need me to be in order to continue this relationship, you know? There might be other people or other hands beckoning me to come. I will choose you every day, you know? That can be a completely human relationship as well. It's a great sentiment. The, the record title, Be the Cowboy, 
Uh, <laughs> cowboy, I mean, I grew up long ago, and that image of cowboy had a rebel attitude to it, and it, it, it I don't know, maverick and that sorts of thing. Are you saying to yourself, be a rebel, or are you seeing, is there anything, it's, an, it's a fun title that conjures up so much to me. Yeah, I think it, I'm definitely referring to kind of like the cowboy ideal, you know, not a real cowboy. I'm talking about like the Marlboro cowboy, you know. <laughs> right. But I think it started as a joke for myself. I would tell myself, be the cowboy you want to see in the world. Because there was an artist I knew in college who just had this sort of cowboy swagger on stage and he was electric live and... I really admired him. I loved his work. And I haven't really heard from him or about him in a long time since it was like college and I really missed seeing him live. But then I was like, well, then if I want to see it live, then I should just be that cowboy. (laughs) Like I should just be the thing that I admire. It's such a good thing to also to hear as a somebody who's looking to find themselves. Uh, it's life-affirming in a way. The statement may be for you, and it's life-affirming for you, but it's a, it's a very affirming thing, I think, for people trying to find their way in life. I love the message. Well, good. Look forward to hearing the rest of the record. There's um, the person who did the video is uh, Zia Anger. Is that the, do I say the name mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Zia Anger, and she did the, uh, my video for Your Best American Girl as well. In, in which both videos, I'll just say, have a sort of a fascination with the hand. You, you are you, in one. It's it's the beckoning and your best American girl. It was uh, it was your lover. I mean, at least that's how I uh, took it. But um, I, I lo- loved the way this video was shot. It don't know where it was. I, I don't know why I thought of New Jersey Shore, but that's what came to my mind. It was New York. It looks so alien because yes. the tide is so, uh, gosh, I don't know anything about tides, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's high or low, it's very still. and extreme. Yeah. Okay. But it's still, the water is, <laughs> is right? <Am> I... <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and actually you don't really see it on the screen, but it was pouring rain. I, it was like cold and there were so many just kind of like physical extremes that actually really fueled my performance. <laughs> and Zia is so good at capturing sentiments with like kind of physical and absurd symbols, I guess, on the screen. She has such a knack for it. That whole thing was completely her idea. She just said, I, f- I can see you running on a beach and then digging. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm doing it. <laughs> And it has a feeling of desperation and, and search, and uh, it works so well with the music. It's really beautiful. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. Are you okay with telling people about it? Because I don't want to put anything <laughs> in the world that you don't want to put out in the world. I appreciate you saying what all you said, but I want to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, I'm okay, and I'm happy. Good. Um, I remember um, for my tiny desk you commented that you were worried about me, but you don't have to worry about me. Um, 
I first of all, I thrive in conflict, so that's one Good. thing. But also, like, I get to make music for my job. Yeah. I get to eat. I have a roof over my <laughs> good, head. Good. I get to travel. I mean, I don't have anything to complain about, really. That's awesome. I just care and uh, just, oh, thank just you. making sure. Thanks for doing this. So. Great. Thank you, Bob. I'll Thanks see you when I see you. All right. Cheers. Be well. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's Mitski. Her new album is called Be the Cowboy. You can watch the video for the song Geyser at All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's All Songs Considered.